1: It's Wednesday. It is March 13th. It's 2019, and we have six basketball games to talk about here today. I am joined by good buddy, good friend of the podcast. You read his articles each and every day here on Roto-Grinders. Derek Notorious, how are you doing, my friend?
0: I'm oh, doing real well. Thanks for having me on, and uh, I owe you a big thanks. Uh, use your NASCAR package. Uh, won quite a bit uh, two weeks ago, and then uh, last week I pretty much doubled up. Uh, I don't know anything about NASCAR. I just read your picks. I plug them in. um so anyone out there that has not subscribed you should immediately.
1: yeah well, i'm gonna I'm gonna return the favor. like I'm going to the players this weekend. um I'll be there for practice round tomorrow and um and then I'll be there for the first day on Thursday. So like I, I'm just that's what I'm gonna do. I, I reserved three teams in some <laughs> tournaments and I'm like, Got to go read, um, you know, Notorious's and STL's, uh, you know, PGA stuff. Like, that, that's how you play PGA, right?
0: Yeah, and it's only fair for me to return the favor. And, obviously, we played this course um, together with Dan Bach. That was a lot of fun. I don't think Why? we broke, like, 120 or so, but uh, it was a lot of fun.
1: I, okay, so, like, the golf course, it was amazing and it was fun. But, man, the wind was
0: so bad. It was, so it was bad. cold. It was windy. <laughs> Oh, Uh, those greens were brutal.
1: Oh yeah. Impossible to read like (laughs) like, three putt everything and feel good about three putting, but yeah, it was Ah, a ton of fun. Um, I'm excited to play it again. I don't know when I will, like my dad really wants to play it. So I know I'm going to play it again. So I'm excited about that, but we do have some NBA to talk about. And we, before we do that, we have a sponsor here, the podcast. It's FantasyDraft.com. each and every day. They're the reason that the podcast is free. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you head on over there. Check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. If you sign up through the Roto-Grinders links, that way you get access to any cool promos that we do run with Fantasy Draft. Um, we do have the listeners league going each and every day. want to send out some congratulations to the five winners from the weekly contest that we'll be playing on this slate for the king of the month, it's Miami Bob 7-7. Seven seven. Congrats, HMS Kicks, Mega Ruler, Boy, Chefs, and TJ. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Um, congratulations to you guys. Um, it's really cool that you guys are the five weekly winners. And uh, you'll play the king of the month on this slate here today. And uh, the winner will take down the title of the first ever fantasy draft king of the month. Roto Grinders Morning Grind. Listeners League and um, Notorious, we do have some basketball to get into. Um, let's talk about this slate. We start with my Orlando Magic. They're in Washington playing the Wizards. It's no total right now. We're waiting to find out if Aaron Gordon's going to play. He's a big question mark in this one. Mobamba's out. Briscoe's out. Uh, Derek, let's start with my Magic. What are we looking at here on Orlando?
0: Yeah, so we don't have a total yet, but I do expect it to be pretty high. Magic, one of the best uh, matchups on the board. The Wizards, they play at a fast pace, and they really struggle defensively, so we got to like quite a few Magic players here, especially if Aaron Gordon ends up being out. You know, D.J. Augustine's a fine value play. You know, he typically sees 28 to 30 minutes, um, you know, good matchup against the Wizards. They're 23rd in efficiency against point guards, so don't mind looking at him. He's only 4,300 on both FanDuel and DraftKings. You know, Fournier is a guy that I sometimes play in cash games as sort of the last piece in, but he's not really a guy that I look to force in there. I could see a small usage boost if Gordon ends up being out. And then, uh, obviously, Isaac and Ross would benefit uh, if Gordon's out as well. But the guy I really like here is Vucevic. Uh, He's just having a career year. He's basically a lock for 45-plus fantasy points. The Wizards, one of the worst rebounding teams in basketball, uh, and they're ranked 28th against versatile bigs. So Vucevic is a guy that I'm probably going to be loading up on in all formats.
1: Yeah, he's a fantastic play here. You know, when we look at the slate as a whole, you know, obviously there's Westbrook and Paul George, and then we have Golden State without Durant. But, like, I think it won't be too hard to fit in Vooch maybe with one of those other studs. So, certainly something I'm looking at. Obviously, the Orlando Magic, they're playing for something at this point. They're going to play their guys. They're going to play Vooch. Um, You know, everybody is fighting for that eighth seed in the East right now, and there's, like, four teams that, you know, uh, could make it, and Washington's one of those teams. So this game should be – like, if Aaron Gordon is close to being good, I think he plays here uh, with this game, you know, kind of having some playoff implications. So – um but if Gordon doesn't play, you mentioned you know Isaac and Ross. Isaac, I think, is in play regardless. At five K, as bad as Washington's been against uh, you know power forwards this season, but Ross is the guy that I would really like. Look at if if we got news that Gordon is not going to play, I think that puts Ross closer like thirty to thirty three minutes. And we know Terrence Ross is a guy that's a difference maker. He's a guy that can go out and put up thirty five fantasy points at forty nine hundred. He just has to shoot the ball well and. Um, you know, obviously a matchup with Washington always, you know, gets you excited to play some guards. Um, Washington side of things here, you know, Bradley Beal's been on another level. Uh, what are we playing here, with Washington?
0: Yeah, so Bill has topped 40 fantasy points in something like 15 straight games. I think it's been more than a month since he hasn't cracked that mark. So he offers one of the highest floors of any player in the entire slate. You know, he's priced up on FanDuel. He's eleven two. 2 I don't think I can pay that price. But 9 is certainly viable, especially if you're looking to stack this game. Uh, you know, game stacks have really taken on, you know, a thing of their own uh, over the last, you know, few months. Uh, so I like Bill quite a bit. Uh, Sadoransky continues to play well. Uh, he's averaging 39 minutes and 36 fantasy points over his last four games. And the two positions that the Magic struggle to defend the most are point guard and shooting guards. So those are going to be the guys that I look at. You know, Ariza, Green, uh, Jabari, the, they're okay. I mean, Jabari's always fine in tournaments. The other two kind of better cash game options. Uh, and then if you want to look at center, I do think Bobby Portis will be popular. Uh, personally, you know, Vucevic is a really good defender. They're number one uh, in DVA against uh, versatile big. So I think it's a decent spot to fade Portis uh, if you want to load up on some of the other guys here.
1: Yeah, I definitely don't mind getting off of Portis here. You know, Parker is a guy. I'm going to say this every slate for the rest of the season, every slate that he's on. Like, if you're playing multi-enter, you 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 have exposure to Parker because he's going to have games that he blows up and he's going to have games that he's dudding, but he's an excellent tournament play each and every night. So um, I don't really have anything else to add. You know, Jeff Green's minutes are up right now. They're trending in the right direction. If Aaron Gordon sits, maybe you look at Je- Jeff Green, uh, be a little bit of a boost to him size-wise. So um, don't mind that, but... This is certainly a game stack that I would be considering on this slate, knowing how competitive it should be and, you know, a game that means a lot to both teams. So um, certainly one of those games. I know I hate stacking 7 o'clock games and the first game on the slate, but I'm certainly looking at the game stack here. Brooklyn Nets at the Oklahoma City Thunder. We have news here on Brooklyn. Carroll is out and Graham is out. And then on the Thunder, Markeith Morris is questionable. Brooklyn's been a team when they're healthy. They're really tough to, you know, pinpoint who you want to play. Does Carroll and Graham being out make it a little easier, or is, are you still kind of staying away from this team?
0: I just don't know what to do. I mean, they do see the biggest pace bump uh, of any team in this slate, but yeah, they have even with Carroll out, they still have uh, seven guys that are averaging between twenty-four and twenty-nine minutes over the last four games. So uh nobody's gonna crack 30 minutes unless they really you know get hot or something i don't mind looking at dinwiddie in tournaments don't mind looking at uh jared allen at 4700 on DraftKings in tournaments but this is a team that i just uh i just don't want to really risk especially since i only make one lineup a night
1: yeah we're both one lineup guys and i i just don't see any like massive ceiling from anybody here on the thunder like there's nothing that, like, makes me feel really good about playing anybody here for Brooklyn. So, um, even with Carroll out, maybe maybe Allen is a little bit safer minutes-wise, and maybe he's the guy you're looking at, but, like, it's not the best matchup in the world against Adams. So, like, I don't even feel great about that. But, you know, maybe that's the guy you're looking at. Maybe it's Joe Harris. Maybe it's Crab. But good luck figuring out which one you're going to want to play. <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, The Thunder side of things, you know, we we talked a lot last podcast. Um, I'm pretty sure it was me and uh, Killa. No, it was me and Will. And we don't think Paul George looks right right now. He
0: only shot eight times last time out. Um, Are you
1: concerned by this at all?
0: Yeah, so I was lucky enough to avoid him uh, on Monday night. I did listen to the pod, so uh, thank you guys for that. But the fact that he scored 41 fantasy points on eight shot attempts is at least encouraging. as uh, price is coming down across the industry. The Nets' 25th in efficiency against small forwards over the last four games – or sorry, last 10 games. So I do think you can get on him in tournaments. Uh, probably not a cash game target because I do worry about that shoulder injury a little bit. But – yeah, I do think you can play him uh, in tournaments. And then Westbrook doesn't sound like he's going to get suspended for his uh, altercation with the fans in Utah. Um, I do not condone uh, you know, what those Utah fans were saying to him. Um, I, yeah, Utah fans are crazy anyway. Uh, Westbrook, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's viable. You know, uh, He always offers a really high floor. His recent form hasn't been great, but you know he's going to get his shots up. Uh, highest true usage rate of any – Player in the slate. The Nets are first in efficiency against point guards over the last 10 games, but I'm not worried about that. Uh he's pretty much matchup proof. Uh the guy that I kind of like here is Dennis Schroeder. Um, if George is, you know, nursing that injury still, you know, Schroeder's been playing more minutes off the bench. His price is still up, so I doubt anybody's gonna look at him. Um and it's a pretty good matchup against the Nets, who do play a lot of guards. So I could I think we could see Schroeder play 30 minutes in this one.
1: Do you think Westbrook just comes out and, like, has a statement game after what happened the other day? Like, he just comes out and it's, like, vintage, triple-double, like, 30-15-10 type of game. And he just is, like, yeah, I'm over what happened the other night. <laughs> That's a really we wouldn't good be point. shocked,
0: right? That's a really good point, yeah.
1: Like, I, I hate, I'm not, like, the narrative person. I don't like to play narratives. I, You know, I, I like to listen to them and I like to hear what's going on. Cause I do think there's still a human aspect to the game that we play fantasy for, but I think like, don't be shocked if Westbrook comes out and has like a monster game here and is just like, you know,
0: remember who I am type of game. Yeah. And I don't um, put a ton of stock into, you know, past performance against a specific team, but he did have 21, 15 and 17 against the Nets earlier this season.
1: Yeah. I was close. I was right on it. Yeah. Um, Adams is certainly in play here. You know, there are a bunch of centers on this slate that we're going to talk about. But, you know, Stephen Adams, it's a matchup against Brooklyn. They're one of the worst teams in the league. They allow the third most fantasy points per game to opposing centers. So it's certainly a spot that, like, if you like Adams and he he fits your build, um, you can certainly end up there. And I'm not going to hate it yeah he's
0: one of those guys that i always like you know in the morning or the night before when uh, i'm looking at this this slate, and then when i go to build my lineups he just doesn't quite make the cut at center because there's always so many um in play
1: Yeah, he's always like this really nice like floor play yeah but like his ceiling is so limited sometimes but like "Ah, i'm with you it's like you know you talk about him and and then it's just like oh i totally forgot to play him Oh, he only went for 35 all right I can yeah, get what he's gonna get yeah. <laughs> um Detroit at Miami 211 total here Miami favored by one and a half in this game no injury news really on Detroit they look like they're gonna be good to go uh and then on Miami you know obviously some mi- big news here is Josh Richardson he is dealing with a hamstring in- issue and he's is questionable we've seen multiple times this year that Miami is very careful with their guys uh so we'll have to see how this plays out but if he's not good in shoot around, um, I, I think he will be a guy that sits here. So let's start with Detroit. It's a low total, 211. We only have three totals that are out as we're recording, but it, it's probably going to be the lowest total on the slate. Um, is there anything that you like here for Detroit?
0: So I don't really love the spot in general. You know, both of these teams play at a slow pace. They're both pretty good defensively, but they're both in must win situations. The Pistons currently seventh in the East, the Heat currently eighth. Uh, and if the Heat lose and the Magic win, uh, they'll basically be tied uh, in the standings. So there is a lot on the line in this game. Uh, as always with the Pistons, I pretty much just like their front court. And it's not a great matchup. Miami's 10th in efficiency against power forwards, 8th in efficiency against centers. Uh, if I'm deciding between the two, I will side with Drummond just because he's been better than Griffin pretty much the last month of play uh, over the last four alone. Uh, Drummond has 50 fantasy points per game. Griffin only at 34. So is probably the only guy I'm looking at here. Jackson, while he's playing well on a per minute basis, he just hasn't uh, seen that minute upside ever since Smith came back from injury.
1: Yeah, outside of like a, a game stack, just hoping that you get like overtime in this game and it's really close and all the studs play like 35 minutes or whatever. Like, I, I just don't like this game. You know, you mentioned how slow these two teams play. They play really slow. This game's projected at the slowest pace on the slate by a large margin. It's expected to have the lowest, you know, implied total. The Pistons, you know, three points less than what they're averaging on the season. Like it's just a game that it, it stinks. <laughs> it just yeah. stinks. Like you it should know, be even fun to watch.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah like yeah, like even if we look on like the Miami side, like I, I think the guy that I have the most interest in on the Miami side is probably Dwayne Wade, and I, you know, I don't even love that. Like there's just nothing here that I love on either side of this game. If Richardson gets ruled out, does that change our thoughts here on Miami?
0: Uh, I think I'd bump up Wade and Waiters, but probably still secondary options for me. Bump up Winslow a little bit as well, but yeah, a lot of good plays in this slate, so I certainly don't think you force any of those in your lineups.
1: Yeah, like are we are we thinking maybe Goran Dragic? Like they've had like four three days off now. Um, do we think that maybe he could play more minutes at forty five hundred, or do we need to? Do we need to hear something before like we are interested in Like, does starting or anything like that like, tip the needle for you on him?
0: Yeah, he'd probably have to be starting, although he did play 25 minutes in the game against the Rockets, so he does have you know 25-plus minute upside. Pistons have historically struggled against point guards, so I don't hate that call at 4,500.
1: Yeah, just going to have to kind of pay attention to that. It's an earlier game. Maybe you get the news and you can adjust, but something to watch. Memphis at Atlanta 221 total here Atlanta favored by one in this game Kyle Anderson Brooks and Jackson are all still out Spellman and Plumley are still out let's we'll start with Memphis you know anytime we're going to match up against Atlanta we got to get excited and just looking at the implied total uh, as far as Memphis goes just in general here it's a spot that I want to play some people here from Memphis
0: what are we looking at yeah, it's kind of weird to consider a Memphis deck uh, on a six-game slate, but right. that's where we are. Um, you know, Avery Bradley's questionable. If he ends up playing, I mean, he's been very good uh, over the last couple of weeks. He scored at least 26 fantasy points in six of his last seven games. Uh, he's kind of playing like Avery Bradley back when he was on the Celtics. Uh, his usage rate is up uh, you know, through the roof during that stretch. So he'd be a guy that I would look to at 4,800. Um, If he ends up being out, probably a boost to DeLon Wright, who's been playing well off the bench. You know, he's been seeing minutes in the upper 20s. Perhaps he gets to 30 if Bradley ends up being out. And then I haven't been playing much of Conley uh, just because I've been worried about them limiting his minutes. But he's averaging 34 over his last four games. So I think you can look at Conley. Uh, Obviously, Big Val's always in play. And then uh, Joachim Noah. You know, he continues to play really well off the bench, averaging 25 uh, over his last four games. We know the Hawks uh, have been very beatable in the front court, so there's a lot to like here. Uh, kind of going to wait until we hear a word about Avery Bradley and then go from there.
1: You know, I love me some Noah. As a Gator. You know, instant, instant like um, Cam. That's right. Um, yeah, just looking at this as a whole, I-, I love Avery Bradley if he plays, which he should. He's not on the injury report going into this game. So I'm thinking what was be- what was wrong with him, like the ankle injury or whatever it was. Like, he's good to go. He played 36 and 37 minutes in the last couple of games. I think that – I think Bradley's going to be fine. And at 4,800, he's a guy that can go for 30-plus. So like the 6X, I like the 8X ceiling um, against Atlanta. So I certainly like him. And I hate playing Mike Conley, but I think I agree with you. Like – if he's going to continue to play this amount of minutes and a matchup with Atlanta, like you have to kind of get excited a little bit about it. So mid tier option, mid, mid to high tier range. I think Mike Conley is certainly in play. Um You know, and then we flip sides here. We go to Atlanta and, you know, Memphis has been a team that's been really bad against forwards. Uh, what are we looking at here on Memphis
0: or Atlanta? Sorry. Yeah, so uh, Dwayne Dedman was back in their last game, but Alex Len still drew the star. So I think he's interesting. He's a guy that averages over a fantasy point per minute on the season. Obviously, we should have interest in John Collins. As you mentioned, uh, Memphis has struggled against power forwards. They're ranked 26 in efficiency over the last 10 games. Uh, so I think those two are intriguing, especially if you want to do a game stack. You know, we want to play a lot of the Grizzlies. So if you want to bring it back with one of the bigs there. I don't mind it. Uh, Trey Young feels a bit overpriced right now. There was a stretch where he was playing, you know, minutes in the mid uh, or upper 30s and lower 40s. But over the last four, he has failed to crack 32 minutes. So that does worry me a little bit. Uh, I think if I'm deciding between the two point guards here, I'll side with Conley. Uh, He's only $100 more expensive on DraftKings. And then the wings for uh, Atlanta, I just never know which one to play when they're all healthy. So I'll probably avoid that situation.
1: Yeah, the, the night that Trey Young shoots really well again, like I'll jump right back on, but he's struggling right now. Um, you know, I, I rode this guy for some big games there down the stretch um, end of last month, beginning of this month, and I just need to see him start shooting the ball well again, and when that happens, we'll jump back on. But right now, I think I'm off Trey Young with you, but I love John Collins here. Um, a matchup with Memphis will scare some people off. Uh, just because of people think Memphis and like this is an amazing matchup for John Collins. So I really like Collins here, you know, running back my Memphis guys with Collins is certainly something that I'm going to be looking at on this slate. I don't mind Prince, but like you said, it's really hard to figure out which wing type player we want to play here because they have so many. And, you know, you never know if it's going to be Herter. Is it going to be Baysmore, Is it going to be Prince? Like no clue which one's going to go off. Uh, so I think you just stick to the safer options here. And I think Collins is that guy you look at.
0: Yep. Agree completely.
1: Golden State at Houston. Who? Golden State at Houston. I didn't even see, like I wrote down and I researched this and I was like, I didn't even realize like it was Golden State, Houston, no Kevin Durant. Like this game's a lot more interesting than I had originally thought. Um, just complete blonde moment, man. I'm getting these gray hairs and like my beard and stuff. <laughs> and it's like, it's going to my head um golden state side no kevin durant obviously like i said he's out already ruled out for this one is this a spot we're firing up you know curry like clay thompson's been shooting lights out like three of the last four games he's just been you know like the guy is shooting over 45 percent in three of the last um you know four games like are we looking at clay are we looking at curry here
0: and one of the biggest uh weak spots of my game so far this season has been not playing enough clay uh, I just hate playing shooters that rely so heavily on scoring, but uh, it's obviously cost me quite a bit. You know, he's averaging 51 over his last four games. You mentioned he's been red hot, and he does see the biggest boost without Duran on the floor: uh, 10% usage boost, 0.22 fantasy point per minute boost. So that's pretty massive. Uh, I do like Clay, even though he's priced up a little bit. Um, you know, Curry, Draymond, Cousins—I think they're all viable in a game that should stay close, be high-scoring. And you know what's crazy is uh, if the Rockets win this game, they'll pull within two and a half games of the Warriors. Uh, they were, you know, well out of the playoffs a couple months ago. So it's pretty crazy uh, how good they've been over the last two months or so. Yeah, they've won
1: nine straight. They're 9-1 in the last 10 games. Uh, the Rockets have been playing fantastic, like you said. Um, yeah, th- like this realistically a team that, like, we were like, are they going to make the playoffs could end up being the one seed in the <laughs> West. <laughs> so, like, um, couldn't agree more with that. So – I I like Curry here, but I really like the Clay Cousins combo. Like, you're not spending like that. Like, Curry at 93 is so tempting, right? Like, that price is just phenomenal. And you just think about it, and you know, Chris Paul is going to be on Curry, which, you know, Chris Paul is not the Chris Paul of old. But you know, Clay is going to be, you know, Harden and Harden gets lazy on defense sometimes. And, you know, you just think about this matchup as a whole. And it's like Demarcus Cousins and Clay make a ton of sense. You said, like, Clay, you know, with that big usage bump. So I think that's how I'm going to approach this one. I think Clay and Cousins are going to be the guys. Because even though Cousins is 7,400. This is a guy that, like, if he gets 30 minutes in this game, like, he has massive upside. We could get get 50 from him in this matchup. So I I like Cousins, and maybe he plays a few extra minutes without um, Duran out there. So we'll see how that plays out. Are we running it back here with anybody on Houston?
0: All right, so one guy I'll be way overweight on is Chris Paul. Only 6,900 on DraftKings. Um, He hasn't been shooting the ball well recently, but uh, still averaging 30 over his last four. If you look at his last 3 games against Stephen Curry, 60, 66 and 50 fantasy points, he obviously gets up for this matchup. Uh, that's kind of been true throughout his whole career, you know, he tends to play well when he's uh, matched up against another elite point guard, so uh, Chris Paul going to be my favorite play on this side. Uh, Harden's always viable in a game that's going to stay close, you know, he's been uh, not as good over the last couple months, uh, or so over the last couple weeks, but I certainly think he's viable if you want to do a game stack and then the rest i'm just not really sure what to do pj tucker i would have liked him a little bit more if kevin Durant would have been active because he probably would have seen you know minute for minute with Durant. but uh yeah just not really sure what to do with the rest of the rockets
1: now i didn't chris paul is like he's so cheap in this matchup that like as much as i want to play harden like you can just get such good exposure with paul here at this price that like it makes a ton of sense um you know, even a guy like Eric Gordon, he's starting to shoot the ball well again. You know, f- what is it, five straight games over 50% from the field? So, I think Eric Gordon at 51 is in play. I hate playing that guy. Like you said, we don't really love shooters that, like, you know, totally depending on scoring. But we're going to we're gonna probably see this game go a little smaller. Um, and, man, I think Eric Gordon makes a lot of sense here um, with Paul – Capella's kind of interesting, right? Like, isn't he another guy we
0: could potentially look at here? Yeah, he's pretty cheap. Uh, you know, with Farid being back, I don't love Capella just because the Warriors can't play small times, but I guess Cousins being there does help a little bit. Um, any interest in Austin Rivers at 3,100? He's been playing, you know, 25, 27 minutes a night. <laughs> he hasn't been good. <laughs> Do I want to play him? No. Um,
1: we don't have a ton of value we haven't talked about a ton of value but i think there's enough value and there's enough in that mid-range that i don't think that i end up on austin rivers
0: like scratch that from the record
1: like i think derek i think you could go out there and be more productive at that point
0: (laughs) well that's a fact
1: that is a fact. Uh, Utah at Phoenix, two twenty-two and a half total here. Utah favored by seven in this game. Ricky Rubio is probable, and TJ Warren is out. It's really the only news that we're looking at here. Um, with Rubio coming back, that's kind of obviously it's going to hurt the value of some of those cheap guys that we've been playing or looking at. Uh, is there anything standing out to you here for Utah?
0: Yeah, my basic rule of thumb when Rubio's out is to play Mitchell and to play Royce O'Neill, but we can't uh, do that tonight. I mean, Mitchell's still fine at eight thousand five hundred. Uh, one of the highest usage rates of any player in the slate. And we know the Suns aren't very good defensively. So I don't hate Mitchell. Uh, the guy I'm looking to the most is going to be Rudy Gobert. Over the last 10 games, the Suns are ranked uh, 29th in rebounding percentage. And they are dead last against post-big. So I think it's a great spot for Rudy Gobert. You know, Drake Jay Crowder's been playing well off the bench. Uh, averaging over 30 minutes and over 30 fantasy points in his last four. So I think you could look at him in tournaments. But Rudy's going to be the guy that's a uh, focal point of my lineups tonight.
1: Yeah, Gobert is really the only interest that I have from Utah. Like, I played Mitchell, obviously. I'm with you. Anytime Rubio is out, you play Mitchell. Um, But, like, now his price is where he should be if Rubio was out. So, just going to let it come down and then we'll play him a little bit. Um, Yeah, like, Favors has a really good matchup here, but, like, they're not playing him a ton of minutes because, like you said, they've been using Crowder a bunch. Um, So, I like the Crowder call. I was looking at favors, and I didn't even think about you know potentially looking at Crowder. So I like that call. Um, Phoenix, you know, obviously we saw the 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 ceiling game from Booker the other night uh, where he just went off uh, against Golden State, almost had a triple double, had thirty seven actual points on his way to sixty seven and a half fantasy points. Like we know this guy can do it, but the price is there. Like, what are we looking at here on Phoenix?
0: I actually don't hate Devin Booker. You know, the Jazz have an elite defense, but the one thing that they've struggled with is like elite perimeter scorers. (laughs) Sorry, elite perimeter scorers that can create their own shot. And uh, Booker's certainly one of those. Um, So I don't hate him in this spot. He's averaging 49 over his last four. And he's probably the only guy that I would look at. Oubre feels overpriced. Tyler Johnson has the best matchup, but uh, he feels a little overpriced, although. I suppose you could make a case for him. And then DeAndre Aiden, strictly a price play at 6300 I know Rudy Gobert is one of the best uh, defenders in basketball, but if Aiden's going to see 32-plus minutes, I do think he can at least pay off that salary.
1: All right. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. i got to go get some sleep, get ready for that practice round the players tomorrow um give me your favorite game to go over or under we only have three totals if you want to pick one of the ones that we don't have a total that's fine as well um what do you like here
0: all right i'm gonna take the over which we don't have yet in the orlando washington game i think it's gonna stay close and then we like the over uh when games are gonna be fast-paced and close see i wanted the same thing <laughs> that's
1: why i made the whole speech um i will take I'm going to take the under in Miami. Uh, you know, as much as I think that's going to be a good game, it's going to be so slow um, that I'm just worried about that game going over. Anytime we get two really slow-paced teams, I like to bet bet the under uh, when it's not ridiculously low. Like last year, this total had been like 198, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> the changed so much in a year. Um, all right, under under 5k to 7x. Who's your cheap guy? You're looking at here at first look.
0: Probably gonna be one of the guys you have on your radar. I'll go Avery Bradley. He's been playing really well recently. Increased usage rate. Great matchup against the Hawks.
1: Yeah, that was the guy that I had written down. Um <laughs> You know, I I, I want to say Terrence Ross, right? I think Terrence Ross has the, the upside to do it, and especially if Gordon doesn't play. Um yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Ross. Like, I really like the spot for him, you know, especially if um, especially if Aaron Gordon doesn't play. I, I do like Bradley more than Ross, uh, but I can see Ross getting there if Gordon doesn't play. Over 8K, not to 5X. Who's your bust today?
0: All right, so there's not a lot of options here, but since I'm playing Chris Paul and since I hope he's going to give me 50-plus, uh, I'll go with James Harden under 5X.
1: I like it. I said Giannis yesterday. Man, I talked so much crap about Giannis yesterday on the podcast and on the live show. Um, I don't have... I'm not as confident today, but I'm going to say Paul George um, just because I do think that this is an issue and until he shows me that it's not, I know his price has come down, but you just look at this range and like Paul George is probably my least favorite out of this range. Um, I love Vooch. Bradley Beal has the, the ceiling right now. I just... Not a guy that I like, Mitchell
0: was the other guy I was looking at.
1: Uh, favorite 6x play today, who you got?
0: Hmm. All right, I'm gonna go Chris Paul at 6900. I mentioned how good he's been against Stephen Curry, uh, especially over the last three games, and he just hasn't been shooting the ball well. So, uh, you know, one good shooting performance and he's gonna uh, have a big game.
1: I was actually shocked it took you so long, like, I had already written down Paul um, (laughs) for you. Uh, because I knew you were gonna take Chris Paul there. I'm gonna take Clay Thompson. I'm gonna stick to what we were talking about with Durant out and how Clay's usage goes up. Anytime a guy like Clay Thompson is gonna get a few extra shots, like I'm super interested. You know he's that good of a shooter. So that is what we like for today. Derek, we got a lot of stuff coming up here. You know, we got PGA going on, which obviously, if you guys want to find out anything for PGA, the premium here, at rotor grinders is pretty incredible. Um, Tell me what's going on for Roto Academy Do we got some stuff in the works here For baseball that's coming up uh, What about PGA and all that stuff
0: Yeah working on a couple of new uh, Roto Academy courses for PGA That should be out in the next couple of weeks uh, Gonna take you through my uh, PGA model Show you how I built it And then also uh, I have one that talks about Some showdown slate strategy And then for baseball trying to get a couple of things lined up Including a course with you So we'll see if that pans out uh, No pressure but uh, now everyone else knows that they should have a oh, what's little
1: happening? it's happening we're doing it like i i'm fully committed to you i already told you i'm in let's do it right. um yeah if you guys haven't checked out the insider access uh behind the scenes of nodo's uh, nba model and you play a lot of nba dfs maybe it's something that you don't look at now but you look at in the off season to get ready for next year you need to do it it's it's the best six bucks you're going to spend if you do both courses it's 12 bucks You're gonna pick Notorious's brain even in in depth even more for twelve bucks. You're not gonna beat that, and I'm sure I haven't watched this one yet, but I'm sure that everything you need to know PGA DFS one is pretty good for thirteen bucks. So, good money over there. If you haven't checked out Roto Academy, go to RotoGrinders.com/slash Roto Academy or go to RotoGrinders.com and just click Roto Academy up there at the top. It is run by Derek Notorious. Um, So. That's going to wrap it up. Any final thoughts on this basketball slate before we get out of here?
0: Chris Paul, Rudy Gobert, Avery Bradley.
1: Chris Paul, Rudy Gobert, Avery Bradley. Throw in a little booch, and we have a day. I hope everyone has an awesome, awesome Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more basketball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.